Well, welcome everyone to the GLS and Beyond podcast. My name is Jerry Purdy, and I'm the executive director of GLS and Beyond, and I'm here with our co-host, Kelly Bird. Hello, Jerry Purdy. Well, it is so exciting who we have on the show today. I am very excited. I kind of like to shop at his shops. (laughs) Uh, It's it's a good one. Could you tell us a little bit about our guest? I I can. Uh, It's a real joy to have Rob. Rob Wallstrom, uh, who I consider a friend. I'm thankful for that. I don't have many, you know, so it's it's (laughs) nice to have a couple. Uh, He's a good friend. Rob has been a part of the GLS and beyond. He's been a part of our GLS Fort Wayne for years. Um, The support that he and uh, Vera Bradley have given to the GLS over the years has been monumental, hugely encouraging. And uh, I'm so grateful that he's here with us today. There's so many things that we can't wait to get to and and hear about. Rob and his family are now uh, entrenched in our community here in Fort Wayne. I'm so grateful for what he has done, uh, the encouragement that he has been to me in my own life. And so, yes, we're really thankful, Rob, that you're with us today. Tell us a little bit um, just about your journey. Uh, and then there's a lot there, I know. So just kind of, yeah, go go Reader's Digest and just kind of break it down. Um, give us the Rob Wallstrom story, you know, in a couple minutes, kind of leading up to where we are today. Yeah, see if I can do 30 years in 30 seconds, right? Yes, yes. like that. <laughs> um, you know, I think, first of all, I think a lot of people ask me, you just kind of, how did you get here? Mm-hmm. And I say, unlike a lot of people, it's not like it was a grand plan. Mm. It kind of unfolded year after year. I had never planned on being in business. As a matter of fact, I said I would never be in business. I thought I would be a pastor and I was going to school and that's what I thought I would do. And and whatever reason, my path got directed differently, right? And I ended up in the business world and enjoyed it. I mean, enjoyed, you know, leading people, creating vision, building businesses. It was fun. But I kept asking myself each year, should I stay or is now the time to move? And, you know, God just kind of directed it over the years to stay in it. And in staying in it, you know, I've been in retail for a few decades now. We won't yeah. say how many, but uh, <laughs> but it's been a journey, right? And it's been a journey. What was the first retail Costco. store you ever worked in? The first one, nobody will know what it is anymore, probably, but it was called Robinson's. Out in uh, California. Yeah, out in California. Yeah. And then it got bought up and it Robinson's was Robinson's May. May. Yes. And then I went to Bullock's. It became Macy's. Macy's. And so I was at Macy's for a while. Oh, and then so I spent funny. almost 20 years at Saks Fifth Avenue. Right. Moving across the country, grew up in LA, went to school in San Diego, was in Texas for five years, working in Manhattan, living in Connecticut for another dozen. And then I ended up in the Midwest, which is honestly a place I never thought I would end up yeah. um, well, as a coast guy. Yeah. Um, but um, absolutely love the community. Um, and love being here. So it's been it's been an interesting journey along the way. Wow! Yeah, that's an incredible it's story. A, yeah, it, it, and you know you've been on each coast now, and now you're in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> the instead of making a big circle. That's yeah. right. That's and right. A lot of people wouldn't know. I mean, I'm thankful he said that. I knew it, but a lot of folks wouldn't know that. You know, early on, Rob wanted to be in ministry, mm-hmm. and yet you and I know that the culture that he has helped build. You know, at Vera and all that we hear about it and all that we see, uh, the way people are cared for, the way people are loved, the way people are empowered. Um, It's just interesting that 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 care for people, that love for people, that desire to it's what pastors do. Right. So anyway, not to get too deep on us here, but yeah, it's just awesome for me to see him all these years later, still in some ways fulfilling that calling. Yeah. Yeah. It's still how how do you really let people be their best. Mm-hmm. 
yep. they've created for so much and how do we just yeah. help them fulfill that opportunity that's well within said, them. Rob. Well, you're doing it at Vera. It is an amazing culture at Vera. Um, it is a culture of generosity for sure. Uh, it is really, really amazing to hear those that work with you, Rob, um, and just the way that you empower them to dream big, to be innovative. Um, so can you share maybe some lessons on coming into Vera and what that culture, how to how to get a culture of generosity, dig into that, that leader lesson a little? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I was really lucky. Right, Vera Bradley was founded by two amazing women. And when you talk to Pat and Barb, they both talk about they were not only looking to build a business, but they were looking to build a great company for the team. Mm. So that was the foundation that I got to come into, which is just amazing, right? I've worked in a lot of companies, but never one where the culture was so rich. Mm. And so as I came in, it was really like, how do I take this amazing thing and help continue to strengthen it and serve it and mm. make sure it just continued to blossom? But I'm a, you know, I'm a big believer that you know, as leaders, if you think about what are the most important leadership traits mm -hmm. in my mind, mm -hmm. I really think there's three. And I'm a big believer in simplicity, but mm -hmm. there's three. One, I think, is humility. Mm -hmm. Okay, one is, I think, tenacity, and mm -hmm. one is vision. Mm -hmm. And why do I say all three? If you're humble, you'll listen, and it's about everybody else, and it's going to build a healthy organization, and people have room to shine. Mm -hmm. If the leader is very focused on themselves, then it squeezes everybody else out of the picture. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody else is there to serve the leader, which I just don't, I don't believe is the best way to be successful in mm -hmm. business. So I think you start with humility, but I think you have to marry that with tenacity. Yeah. Is sometimes humility can be just be, you're sitting in the back all the time. You need to lead. You are a leader. You need to help the company have the tenacity to push through because the challenges and obstacles are gonna be immense every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so how do you have that tenacity and that focus to keep the organization moving forward? Mm -hmm. And then I think that the third piece is just in terms of purpose is that there really is this vision that everybody's moving towards and it's a vision that inspires. It's a vision with purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the ways you do that is really focusing on, okay, why are we doing what we're doing? How are we doing? You know, what, what are we doing and then how are we doing it? And if mm -hmm. you can do that mm -hmm. and you can say, I'm going to lead, mm -hmm. we're going to be tenacious in the pursuit of it, but as a leader, you're humble. That's awesome. I think you can build extraordinary things. And the leaders I admire yep. are those. I think there's other leaders that can make short term, mm -hmm. but what they have found and, you know, Harvard Business uh, has a lot of research on it and the good to great and mm -hmm. talking about yep. this humility and fierce resolve that those are the companies that are successful decade after decade after decade. Right. And to me, I believe it's great to build something that's gonna last. Mm -hmm. yep. Different leadership can make it good for the quarter or the year, but you know, organic long-term, I think is really the key. So yep. I think that's what inspires it. I think it inspires the culture. I think it allows people to be creative. I think it allows people to be generous because people are more generous when they're in a place of safety. That's a great point. That's a great point. So, yeah. That's a great point. Uh, not to put you on the spot, but but I, but I will. Uh, Won't be the first time. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. What's something that surprised you? I know you're a smart guy, and I I know that to a degree you understood what you were walking into when you came to Fort Wayne and followed those two wonderful ladies that you referred to. 
Uh, and so I know you had some things figured out. What surprised you about that process as you got into it and you began to follow in their footsteps? What really jumped out at you that you didn't expect? Yeah, I think when I walked in at Vera Bradley, I knew I was coming into a great company with a great culture. Mm -hmm. And every business has different life cycles, right? High growth, maturity curves, mm -hmm. you know, kind of repositioning curves. Yep. And I thought that we were probably still on a real growth curve. And I found out we were just at that stage where we need to go in and move some stuff around. Yep. And as you do that, when you're coming into a founder-led business, yep. you have to do that well. Yeah. You know, because founders take businesses and make these incredible, Vera Bradley was an, is an incredible company, yeah. right? I mean, the number three handbag business in the United States, amazing yeah. company. But you get to a point where, okay, what was working yesterday is not working today. Yep. And you need to do things different. You need to change process. You need to change people. Um, and and I think you go back to that being empathetic, b being humble mm -hmm. in how you approach mm -hmm. it, yep. but being tenacious in that we need to yep. move forward mm -hmm. and really casting the vision of why, yeah. I think you can have really good transition. And I, I really credit you know Barb and Pat of really being supportive of in that. And so I think we've made a really nice transition over that time. Yep. Yeah, you have. You've done well. They've done a great job. And one of the areas of growth that just opened this spring is Good Market. Can you tell us a little bit about the Good Market store in Jefferson Point? Yeah. Yeah, Good Market is a really interesting story. First of all, just the way it came together. Because talk about empowerment. When we talk about where it came from, we can't even tell you. <laughs> so it, it just tells you how many people were involved, mm -hmm. right? We can't point to the day, the time, the person. It was very organic. But what we wanted to do was build a new retail concept that really built community. And we said, how are we going to do that? And we said, the common thread is going to be purpose. So every single thing in good market has a purpose background. So we're able to get all of these great brands with great stories behind them. They're making impacts in the world. So how do we bring that to customers and let them experience not only the product, but the story, story behind it? Because the story is just as rich as the product. Our tagline, we talk about good people, great product, and exceptional causes. Mm -hmm. And that's what the good market's about. And what we've been is we've been amazed by the consumer response. Mm. I mean, customers come in. They linger a long time. They talk about it. They thank our associates for opening the store. Some of them volunteer. Can I just come back and work for four hours just <laughs> because I want to help everything? Wow. So I've never seen anything like that in four wow. years. And so what it does is it makes me hopeful too. It says there's people in our community who are just desperate to, cool. to do good, to uplift each other. And I think in our climate right now, there's just mm -hmm. this thirst. Can we just come together, do great things together? And it's been fun. And for us, what was fun about coming together is we built an assortment. A third of it is local. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to make sure local and a lot of a lot of the locals, the first time they've been in a store, mm -hmm. you know, they've never had a whole, they've never been in a brick and mortar store before. And so for them, it's a new opportunity and we can showcase them. And we made sure that we had a really broad range of different people who have been doing it for a long time, different diversity, different groups. And so all of that we were able to do, and it's really created a unique community. So it's, I mean, it's just super exciting. I mean, I, yeah. I, it's I said, we're, we're watching it to say, we'll see what it becomes. Um, but it's been a really fun lab and a fun experiment and very inspiring. 
Well, if you want to hear about one of those shop owners, Brendan Maxwell was on episode three. You can go back to episode three. You can listen to episode three about Utopian Coffee. But I think it says a lot about you as a leader, Robin. I'm just going to humble brag on you for a minute. (laughs) I might have to leave. But (laughs) I think it's incredible of the team that you can't pinpoint the moment, but that you empowered a new concept in a really hard year of retail, right? Yeah. During a pandemic, the tail end of a pandemic, not the time that most people think, oh, let's let's put a new brick and mortar shop in. And so that's awesome. incredible that you empowered your team to do that, that there's this opportunity and, and the power and in purpose of whether you're purchasing something or a part of volunteering for it or just helping tell the story of these local shop owners incredible and our community is very blessed to have that innovation and um the quality of leader that you are so thank you for that i know that that we'll skip over it real quick (laughs) that's not what you wanted that's not why we're here but we had to say it absolutely Absolutely. by the way in his answer that he just gave a little a bit ago he said 40 years so you caught slipped. it. Yeah, so you slipped. caught it. So back to the him not saying how many decades. That's right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's four. Yeah. Good catch, Kelly. It's four. Rob, talk talk a little bit about um, part of what brings us together here is the Global Leadership Summit, mm-hmm. um, the impact that it's had on our community, the things that it stands for, the lives across the board that it's touching. Uh, I, I'm just, I've always been amazed at, at people, men and women like you, who are engaged in things uh, that have significant reach, uh, time responsibilities, so many people to care for, and yet you have been so given to this cause, the Global Leadership Summit in Fort Wayne. Why? You know, I, I think more than anything, it goes back to that, how do we inspire and uplift people and mm-hmm. let them really do their best, right? And yeah. I'm such a big believer that I think one of the mistakes of leadership is everybody thinks leaders are the one person. Mm. And I'm a big believer. We are all leaders. Mm-hmm. Think about the definition of leading it. All mm-hmm. it means is you're taking somebody someplace. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> We're all taking somebody someplace. Yep. Our interaction at the grocery store is taking somebody someplace. Yep. At home, leading a business, being the president of the United States, they're yep. all leaders, but everybody's leading. Right. So how do we inspire all of us to lead well? Yeah. And to serve those that we lead, right? Because yeah. it's about how do we get them to succeed, not do how do they get us to succeed. Right. And if we would all do that, yeah, I think we would see an extraordinary yeah. community. Which has been foundational to the GLS message for years and years and years. So early on, you connected yep. with that. Yep. Oh, that's encouraging. Yeah. That's fantastic. And, you know, he serves on our board. So yes, we, we also have to add that too, right? <laughs> Rob is the vice chair of our board. So yeah. it's not just that he is encouraging his team to come to the summit. He's yeah. using his gifts and talents as a leader to pour into our organization, making us better so that we can serve all leaders yeah. in Northeast Indiana. So thank you for that as well. Pleasure. And it's a thrill. It really is for, to, for me, having been a part of the GLS global leadership summit movement here in Fort Wayne from the inception of it 17, 18 years ago, uh, to see where we are today. You mentioned Rob's the vice chair of our board. Some folks may not even know we have a board. We've got, not only do we have a board, we have an amazing board. And I'm sure there's some place they can go and glsandbeyond.com. You and can go to about us. See who's on our board. <laughs> see how I, I knew she'd have that. But what I'm saying job, is that Kelly. no, having been on this journey for all these years, for me, 
as sort of a founder, if you will, in that sense, to see where it's come. You know, now now Jerry's leading this thing, you know, that I started with, and she's doing such a fantastic job. Now we've got a board that's diverse and growing from different sectors, you know, men and women, young and old. We're in the process of adding new board members in the days to come that I think is just going to be an enormous help. So, yeah, I just wanted to say what a great thing it's been. But as I watch this thing, the GLS and beyond develop, I think our best days, uh, not only for the two-day event in August, but for the impact uh, citywide, community-wide, region-wide, I think the best days are ahead. Yeah, yeah. so thank you. Yeah, it's, all, it's great. I all mean, that I'm, you have given to that. I'm so excited to see what's happening, right? And I think what, what I love about the board more than anything is I think everybody on the board wants to serve the city. Yeah, amen. It's true, right? We just we just want to see the city be the best it can be. Yeah, which is incredible. Yeah. All right. Question for you: Where were you when you were twenty years old? <laughs> where was where, I where in twenty? Twenty see, years I, old. That would have been San Diego. I was San in San Diego. Diego. Yes. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. So Jerry and I love on these podcasts. We love to hear uh, the folks that we get to spend the, uh, this time with. We love to hear them answer this. What advice would you give today, knowing what you know, having lived the life that you've lived? What advice would you give today to your 20-year-old self? It's a great question. I think, um, I think two things. I think, one, just continue to be thoughtful and prayerful about what's in front mm. and to be patient. Mm. That's great. You know, it's, it's, wow. it, it's interesting, right? I think we always feel we have to control everything, and the reality is a lot of times yeah. we don't. Um, and having that wisdom and having that prayerful attitude of really saying, let me consider, um, I think that's the biggest thing I learned through the years. I mean, yeah. when I always tell people when I f- was a first time manager, people hated working for me because I was young and I was going, the answer is the right answer, right? If, if yeah, this yeah. is, <laughs> I don't understand. Why isn't anybody following, right? right. We're going to the right place. And I learned along the way that it's not about always having the right answer, but it's about motivating mm-hmm. the team yeah. to move. And I learned a lot, but it was part of it was that early drive of you have to make it happen. You have to make it happen yep. instead of gathering and moving the whole organization forward. So. Wonderful. Great stuff. That's great advice. Yes, it that is. is great advice. Yep. Well, we are so thankful that you are on today. Um, and we know that you are busy in your time and you're running a good market and Vera broadly, but we thank you for your time today. We thank you for your investment um, in our community and the city of Fort Wayne and can't wait for August at the GLS. 